All right, this is John. And this is Sean. And this is Movie Night with Sean and John. Welcome to movie night. Yeah, welcome back, guys. Episode three. Episode Trey. Yeah. The mate, hopefully the best. <laughs> the the <laughs> last of the trilogy here. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, how's everybody doing? We got some uh some plays on the last one again, which is cool. I mean some of y'all are sticking around. Um yeah, checking kinda, the stuff out. Kinda shocking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is cool. So we're gonna keep doing it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and uh we got yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do an extra one next week. For Predator. Oh yeah, yeah. So we're gonna throw in. We're gonna uh, just pepper like that a in there. Bonus episode. It's all gonna be Predator. We're gonna re- re- review the original Predator. Yeah, which John has never <laughs> seen ever, right? I think I might have seen it like or pieces. I'm sure I've seen pieces, but yeah, never, never actually sat down to watch Predator. I don't think. So he's gonna see a, a new classic <laughs> for him, possibly. And then we're gonna look at the soft reboot of Predator. Is that what it is? Is that what it's you call called? It's called The Predator. Oh, The pre- Is that right? <laughs> yeah. The so the original the <laughs> film was called Predator, and, and this now th- this one's called The Predator. Yeah. Oh, There's a big gotcha. difference there. Yeah. <laughs> we will chop that up next week. Uh, let's talk a little bit about movie etiquette. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys know we've been, we've been flying under the uh, AMC A-list, yeah, which means yeah. that to save a little jingle, we've been seeing movies at AMC. And uh, I don't know how I feel. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to question, uh, I, I guess there's really no alternative. But, yeah, l- let's talk about movie etiquette because we've been having some, some problems. Yeah, we <laughs> had a big problem. Uh, we went to see The Nun. Was that last week or week yeah, before? Yeah, no, it was last week. Okay, so it was opening day for ago. The Nun. And uh, we were in a packed theater, opening night for a uh, you know, campy, dumb horror movie. but it Fairly was popular. Apparently. Yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. Well, though. you know, let, let, okay, so one, I made some notes. <laughs> I made some notes. So first thing is I have, first on my notes is shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mom. No, Mama! No, <laughs> no brainer there, huh? Yeah, well, it, se- it would seem to be, but uh, yeah, this proves uh, troublesome for some. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I, I went to see... Another movie we're going to review tonight, The Little Stranger, and I thought that I was going to be alone in the theater when uh, a, a family kind of like, uh, they appeared to sneak into the theater, which I don't care, you know, whatever you need to do, but they seemed to be confused as to what the movie, it was like a family, and it was a mom and like a two-year-old and like a five or six-year-old, and it's an R-rated God. film. So it seemed like they might have seen The Little Stranger and thought like a Pixar joint or something. But, um, yeah, basically there, this little girl was running up and down the aisles, like running up to my aisle. Man. And, like, I look at the mom, I'm like, hey, like, hello? Like, <laughs> what, and the kid's just, like, screaming and, and like, I mean, like, this making This is, like, a, a t- pretty quiet movie, too. Yeah, to so I missed pulling. the entire setup of this movie. The first ten minutes I completely missed, and then I had to go, and I had to be the guy to like go and talk to one of the AMC you theater s- personnel. I had to. And that's not in my nature <laughs> at all. I've been the victim of, of snitches. Is this the first so, time that you've ever actually snitched on something? I, I mean, I doubt that. But in my adulthood, yeah, maybe in a while. But anyway, so I had to go talk to these people and be like, hey, 
you know, there's a family in here who clearly isn't there for the movie. The kid's right. running up and down the aisles. The other kid is like talking to that kid, be like, come back, you know. And then the mom's like <laughs> screaming the kid's name. And anyway, they, they the guy eventually comes into the theater and uh, it, he basically says like, hey, you got to be quiet. And immediately this family just gets up to leave because they don't they don't have tickets. They were just like, Man. as soon as the guy said, you know, like, hey, you know, you got to be quiet. They were like, all right, we're out. And so uh, we'd rather leave. <laughs> yeah. So the second list, I mean, the second note on my list here is don't bring your shitty fucking kids to an R-rated movie. <laughs> Dumbass. That's what I have here. Sorry again, mom. I also told you I'd a watch no the brainer. Swear. I um, would think. You would think so. Uh, I, and then uh, I made a note for you because you you had a problem with a phone. Oh man. Well, that was really distracting. And when we were watching the Nun, because somebody had their text alerts where like the front camera uh, flash goes off on your phone. So right. I kept seeing this flash oh, and that I'm happened, like, what yeah. is that shit? And I thought people were taking oh, pictures yeah. of the movie in no. the movie. And actually that did happen too. Really? Uh, to the people on the other side. I don't know if you saw that. Was, yeah, that was trouble. Behind. It was definitely distracting. I don't know that it would have made my in- me enjoy the film anymore if they had been <laughs> participatory or, or at least just like quiet or it's just or less very distracting. Yeah. And the, the cost of movie tickets these days, I mean, why are you? I'm paying? assuming most people don't have like the AMC pass that we have, so they're right. paying, you know, twenty five bucks to take. And the real question is, why are you paying that twenty five dollars to come into a movie and like text the entire time? Right. You were saying in searching that a guy was actually on Facebook. Oh yeah, he w- <laughs> he was searching like right. in front of me, and I'm like, this movie's about Facebook. It exists inside of social networks, you know. Detach from your own life and the, the not even your life, your auxiliary right. internet life for for an hour and thirty minutes, man. So the last note is, put your damn phone away, you dick. <laughs> Sorry, again, mom. <laughs> All right, so searching. Yeah, let's let's get right into this one. All right, all right. What did you think of this? I did not know what to expect for searching. Um, there have been a few movies that have like a similar aesthetic that have come out in the past few years. So I kind of set the bar a little low for this right. one. But I really enjoyed it. I yeah. thought it was fun. It was a good little, uh, good little thriller. So uh, searching is a story about- Yeah, let's a, set this one up. So it's a dad played by- John Cho. Yeah, Harold from Harold and Kumar. Right, right. <laughs> also known as the MILF guy from the American Pie movies. What? Oh, I forgot he was That's American That's his character's Pie. name is MILF the guy. The MILF guy, yeah. But um, I've always seen him in comedies, but he played this one straight. Uh, it was like a dramatic thriller. He did a thriller. good job. Yeah, yeah, really well acted by him. And uh, it had a good story. Basically, you know, it's a dad searching for his missing daughter. Not a, a whole lot. That's really, uh, it's about the subtext of that search and what he uncovers right. in the process. But yeah, go on. Um, this mo- So this movie focuses a little bit more on the aesthetic and more of the, uh, I don't know. What oh, would you- I, I, well, I'd say, you know, the thing that I liked immediately about this movie, the setup of this movie, the first five minutes, and we were talking about this just before we, we started rolling here, is that it, it almost reminded me of Up. In that yeah. it really pulled on the heartstrings within the first five to ten minutes, you were pretty invested, if not like attached. You were like, you know, it really uh, it pulled you right in. But yeah, basically the setup of this film, watch the trailer. It uh, it principally takes place from the perspective of your the camera on your MacBook or right. your cell phone. So it's like Sean was saying, you kind of 
initially set the or we I think set the bar a little bit low. Uh, but I, I had seen the reviews were very good. But and so yeah, it, it has it was innovative is what I would say. It was innovative. The perspective was unique to this movie, uh, not just aesthetically because the movie was principally from this perspective, but um, it kept you guessing the whole time. That was the major strength is that like I, I kept thinking I knew what was going to happen next and then being like, oh, God, you know, this is, yeah. and then like it would continually I lo- shift. I and, love that, though. No, I, I that, love was the, that, that was like the best part of this movie to me. Right. Was that even up until the very there's, you know, uh, even up until the very end, I mm-hmm. was still guessing. So yeah, I think it was very good. John Cho definitely did a good job. Deborah Messing is in this. She was in like Will and Grace and Oh, really? Yeah. She's been around. She's done a lot of stuff. But um she's the detective investigating John Cho's character's uh daughter's disappearance. Right, right. Um but yeah, she was very good too. I she think. reminded me of the uh investigator in Gone Girl. I don't remember that actress's oh, name, yeah. but she, Man, I she... just rewatched that the other night and I really, really like that movie. I do too. Um I thought this was effective, and I guess what I meant by aesthetically is the whole movie kind of takes place, you're looking at like a desktop screen of a computer. So right. Every call is like a FaceTime call, right? and you see uh, John Cho talking to someone, or it's a Skype call, and you right. just hear a recording. They'll play old QuickTime videos, and it was kind of cool. The whole film kind of, I mean, most of the film takes place on the computer right on facebook on his pc Skype. and then his mac eventually there's a transfer from like windows yeah that was to, cool yeah there was, was a nice little it, it was thoughtful photo. definitely it seemed like they they had an idea of what they were going to do and they had thought about the idea a bit. right um so yeah definitely definitely solid i think um one thing i i, I thought was cool is, is that one of the principal themes in this movie is like uh, and you can get this just from the trailer. There's no spoilers or anything, but it's kind of like how well do you know even your like closest friends and loved ones? Like what aren't they telling you? And in the event that they go missing or they pass prematurely, it's like what you know what led to uh, the X, Y, and Z. You don't really know. And so he's kind of digging the whole film. He's kind of he's trying to figure out where his missing daughter is, and in the process, he uncovers kind of a, tra- a trail of, of uh, things that he just didn't know about her otherwise. Right, and it's kind of an interesting perspective because uh, most of the time these days, you know someone based on their their social media presence. Right. And That's this was the, the yeah. exact opposite. This is a father who knew his daughter in real life, but he To had, some extent. Well, but, yeah, yeah. But he's trying to use the social network to kind of uncover. And he didn't know anything about like what she was presenting Real, yeah, herself as. Exactly. And so I thought it was kind of an interesting And that's an interesting in that. juxtaposition because most of the time people convey themselves or, or portray themselves one way online, but in reality you're completely different people. This right. way, Yeah, like you were saying, it's kind of similar but opposite that he had an idea of who he thinks his daughter is in real life. He's interacting with her on a daily basis, but her online persona or, or her online life is almost more real to her in certain ways. Right. And the people around her. Right. She's interacting more with people online than in real life. So there's more yeah. to be uncovered. Yeah, that was cool. I mean, um I the only my only negative here uh was that I felt the ending was a little silly. And I don't want to get into it because the, that's one of the strengths of the movie is definitely the, a lot of twists and turns. Um, it got to a point for me where I was like, eh, okay, like that's what we're doing. But but it was definitely, I'd, I'd give this movie, um, 
Uh, I, I'd give it a solid three stars, I think. Yeah. yeah. And I, I would say, I, I, you know, maybe even 3.5 is somewhere somewhere right in that, uh, right in that area. I, uh, I, okay, so I'd agree on a 3.5. For me, it was entertaining. I was uh, vested was in the characters. Yeah. And uh, I think I texted you after I saw the movie. I was really, it, it just seemed a little funny to me that like John Cho is kind of, just screaming into a laptop half the movie. <laughs> and so I kept thinking of like how they filmed that, just him sitting there like screaming at a computer. But it came across really well. It was it yeah. was effective. No, it was. And and they did a really good job. That's not to again, we're we're I mean, I guess we're gonna be a little stingy, or I'm gonna be definitely more stingy. Uh and so to say three stars is go see this. For sure go see right, it. It right. was definitely entertaining, well done. Um and no, I'll, I'll give it a 3.5. I'll give it a 3.5 because I think just from the perspective of the innovations that it had as far as the aesthetic and the way that it delivered the story, and then it also kept me guessing the entire time. It was definitely entertaining. It was fun. Yeah. Me and I had my a wife good time. went to see it. Yeah. I would I would recommend this. So we Pro- are in agreement then. Yeah. Uh, this might be the only one that we agree, agree on, on today. this episode. <laughs> yeah. And this is definitely the only good movie we saw. <laughs> you think so? Okay, well let's let's okay, let's I don't want to spoil it. Yeah, let's keep going. So next up is The Nun. <laughs> so this is the blockbuster draw of of episode Trey and God, this movie was so bad. So this is the fifth installment in the Conjuring yeah. franchise. You've done, yeah, Sean's done his research on this. He's uh, logged some hours. Yeah, I I have done a whole lot of research on this one. So James Wan, tell me, is that so, he started he, with Saw? Saw was like his first big movie, right? But he later made like Conjuring, right? And he wrote the script to this. He didn't direct it. But um, well, you see, uh, maybe this is weird, but Rotten Tomatoes has written by Gary Doberman. He, uh, he oh, sorry, yeah, he co-wrote. Okay, or maybe he wrote he, the, the story and he wrote the screenplay. Yeah, that's probably like what that, that is. Uh, he was involved, but James slightly. Wan is is responsible for these largely terrible films. They're terrible, but they're drawing big box office numbers, yeah. which is why they keep shooing them out. And I think that's largely on the strength of The Conjuring, really, because The Conjuring was was all right. Uh, it was effective, yeah. Yeah, it was all right. He does not... So, in a James Wan-directed film, he does know how to set up a scene, <laughs> put some tension, have a little bit of payoff. Well, by now... And let's, you know... This is yeah, a little bit different, Let's though. get right into this. So, yeah, the nun... If we were to uh, give you a brief synopsis here, I mean, there's literally zero storyline to this film. I mean, that's not what you're there for. Uh, but there is a nun that's a demonic presence. Uh, and then there's also a nun, a, a young nun who has yet to take her vows, who is uh, the female protagonist uh, and the principal character in this film. And it's basically. Uh, an investigation into some paranormal activity on behalf of the Catholic Church. There's a priest and a young uh, nun, and then there's a demonic nun who, I guess, appeared in what, Conjuring 2? That's yeah. the thread here? Yeah, so this is technically the fifth movie in the series, but it's like a prequel <laughs> to Conjuring 2. After a couple of miserable failures, just as far as like quality of oh, yeah. movie goes. But yeah, so so set this thing up. <laughs> What's, so, so let's let's so first off they they I think they're still the guys that they're selling this under the fact that this is based on 
some kind of a true story. So right. you, you know more and about this than I. I have done <laughs> your <laughs> some intense investigation done, on this. Done your homework here. So when they say loosely based on true events or whatever, um, basically when James Wan was making The Conjuring, he right. had uh, the real Lorraine Warren uh, come visit the set, and she was 90 years old now. The Warrens are the, like the, the family of demonologists and the contract right, right. series. The Warrens are, yeah, exactly. So right. they're what these movies, their case files are what these movies are, are based on. very loosely based right, on. Very, the Annabelle yeah. was one of theirs. <laughs> uh, they did Haunting in Connecticut, which isn't part of this, but okay. that's one of their Amityville Horror. Uh, that they, was them? Yeah, they investigated that. Wow. And then had some influence on the book that was written really? by a novelist okay. about it. And then, but so anyway. they're all over it. They're, they're yeah, they're, they're, they're the this. most famous demonologists and of all time. And uh, Ed Warren is the only uh, like Catholic ordained uh, demonologist that's not a priest. Right. I, yeah. Okay. Or he's ordained by the <laughs> church or something like that. Who knows? It's okay. crazy. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. But basically, James Wan spoke to Lorraine Warren and she had said that she had this recurring demon that visited her and it was just like a shadowy uh-huh. figure in a veil. And he decided to change that into like <laughs> a demonic nun with creepy face paint. Yeah, and that yeah, Sean was telling me just a little background here. Yeah, so Elizabeth has this vision that that is recurring. It's a recurring theme in her life where uh, this demonic presence or demonic presence, Valak, is that the name of this? Yeah, Valak is, is the, the demon name of or the whatever. Demon. And and uh, and she said it. it what was it, what was like around the demon when she would see it? What did so she, when she describe it, it as? Uh, when she saw it, it was a veiled, uh, shadowy figure. But and she I, described a, a kind of like force field around this demon, and yeah, that was one yeah. of the principal reasons that they said they made the nun was because they didn't want to have CGI throughout right. the entire film. But in reality, there's a good amount of CGI yeah, that ended up in this movie. So and in the other ones, I call bullshit. <laughs> yeah, he just <laughs> wanted to just, make a creepy nun. Yeah, I, people well, saw it in the other one. And he's like, "Yeah, we got to make a movie." So there's about that. plenty of creative license taken here. Um, but yeah, let, so this movie is just—it's a terrible <laughs> movie. It's absurd and and not in a good way. And and I say that to say this. So there's a section in this movie. One, don't go see it. Okay. So there <laughs> there really can be no spoiler because I'm telling you, don't do this. Like this, <laughs> it's not gonna yield any kind of result. Um, but and there's a, there's a yeah. <laughs> so there's a part in the film where a a portal to hell <laughs> opens up in this uh, what do you call a convent in this convent. Yeah. Uh, and it's in Romania? Yeah, in like the 1600s set, or set something? In, is it? I don't know. They're anyway, explaining the backstory. Yeah, I of don't it. know. But anyway, so not that that matters in any way. This at is all, all presented anyway relevant at straight face value. Yeah, there's like, no This real... is fact. So, Portal to Hell opens up, all right? And, and apparently, the only way to close this Portal to Hell is the Crusaders come in, right? It's like knights and stuff. Knights, uh-huh. Some knights show up in armor with the blood of Jesus Christ. Yeah. The literal <laughs> blood of Jesus. So they've just been holding on to the blood of Jesus. Waiting for... <laughs> waiting for this moment. <laughs> you have the blood of of Jesus Christ himself. For 1,600 years. <laughs> yeah, and you're just sitting... I, I mean, I don't know what you're doing with it, but they show up 
they drop a little a little a little dab <laughs> of that into the into the portal uh, the gateway to hell yeah, and it closes right as up. they're pulling demons out and it looked like lord of the rings when they were making the orcs oh there's plenty just, of cgi they're just in pulling that demons scene, yeah. out of the ground and so yeah i guess the blood of christ is the only thing that's going to close this thing up it stays well, yeah. it stays kind of um thinly closed or or buried uh for some time Maybe, maybe yeah. a couple hundred years before this movie takes place. I don't know. And, uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's whole sections of this film that seem to appear out of order. There was one specific example where uh, some characters essentially fight for their lives in the middle of the night. And then the very next morning, they're well-dressed, like prepared for the day, and somehow <laughs> outside of the building that they would have otherwise been sleeping in. Right, or they... have gotten out of because you almost got murdered by a demon in the <laughs> middle of the night. But instead, the very next morning, somehow they're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed with, like, makeovers. Yeah. A guy was buried alive the night before, and he shows up in his Sunday best the very next day, ready right, to walk right. in. So so clearly, either there's some something taken out of this film, like those two characters leaving and saying, oh, no, we have to go back because... We, we're the only ones who can do it or whatever. Yeah. Uh, or what I think maybe happened is that there were just whole scenes removed from the movie in editing or whatever. I think so. Uh, was this a PG-13 movie or is it is um, it an R rating? Let's let's double... No, it's R. It's so R. even for an R, it seems like a soft R. Yeah, like, it was... There's nothing too over the top, but it, I would think maybe some of that was cut out to lessen it to a PG-13 almost. Well, but the thing is it's R. So it's not like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if they oh, had whatever. passed for the rating, then okay, I, I buy that, I guess. But it's still an R-rated film. I think, if anything, they're trying to sell tickets on the, based on the fact that it's R, almost like... Uh, Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, this movie's basically wholly reliant on jump scares. Without the jump scares, there would be not much. And this is a, a bad... <laughs> Cheap looking schlock fest. Yeah. I mean, this looks like an early two thousands. Like it reminded mm. me of like Blair Witch two. Or I never like, saw it, but I actually just, rewatched. You know, I like rewatched Blair Witch and loved it. I did too. I, I watched it like it. Uh, two or three months ago, and I really enjoyed it. Actually. So let that be a lesson to you. <laughs> Stay home. <laughs> Just watch Blair Witch Project. Uh, nothing else with that name apparently is any good at all. Because I, I was looking at that too, and the Blair Witch. I, Did you I, watch the new one? No, but apparently there's been a, a few films with that namesake that uh, otherwise basically destroy the legacy of what was a really strong uh, first movie. Yeah, and they well, should have just left it at that because it was original. And I, I just watched it, and man, it, it was. Like it, it. I had real fear, and they never, you yeah. know, that was the thing. And I'm gonna keep coming back to Slenderman because it's my zero <laughs> so far. But that was the thing. Like, um, they showed Slenderman when they didn't need to, and they never they showed. showed too much. They never showed the witch and Blair Witch. Not that's the one whole, time. That's the whole thing. With and it Blair builds witch. so much tension and fear uh, because you, you can, you're projecting your own fears onto an otherwise absent, you know, right. Entity. So yeah, I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give the nun a um, I'm gonna give this a half of one star, and that's Ooh. being generous. So you're gonna give this well, the same rating that you gave uh, Billionaire Boys Club. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um. 
I mean, I it's hard say, to compare them. Yeah, They're it's hard totally because different. totally different films. I do think this movie is kind of funny at times. It was funny to me before it became funny to the rest of the yeah. audience. I like when I was the only one laughing. I was like, oh, I kind of like how fucking horrible this is. <laughs> and then uh, eventually, I think off the rails that was war the, was the statement that you used. Yeah, to I wanted it. I wanted them to. You know, I wish that if you're gonna have a portal to hell that only the blood of Christ opens up. I mean, closes. Like, let's really, let's take this thing completely off the rails and let's detach from reality completely. But don't sell me on the fact that it's based on a true story or even the 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 veil of truth. Uh, you know what I mean? Because it's yeah. not. And and it was terrible. Uh, what did you, what do you give them this? I'm actually going to fight you a little bit on this <laughs> and put it at a 1.5 star because I had fun oh in this stupid schlocky dumb I cannot idiotic movie it. I cannot it was, believe it it was fun and compared to the other movie that we're going to talk about in a second you, oh I had my more gosh. fun in The Nun and that's why I go to the movies this to is, have fun yeah we gonna squabble yeah, um, yeah <laughs> I cannot believe this I cannot believe I had fun. It was stars. so dumb that I was actually like with it. Well, and there you have it. So, are, <laughs> would you tell people to see this? Well, okay. I would recommend it for like a Redbox release. Maybe don't waste twelve bucks. Well, if at anything, the it might be better in the theater because yeah, it's loud and I don't know. There's some ambience. Yeah, there. you know what? Just go to the theater. Go <laughs> you like go it. check it out. It's not a great movie, no, but it'll be not. fun. It's not. And movies are supposed to be fun. All right, so let's move on. The, our, the last <laughs> film we're going to review uh, for episode Trey is The Little Stranger. Um, I mean, I liked this movie. I'm going to give this movie like a pretty good review. So, oh man. Um, let's let's take a look here. And that was the thing is, um, I like the guy in it. What's his Dom name? Dom Hall Gleason. Yes, Dom Hall Gleason. He's in Ex Ex Machina or Machina yeah. or whatever. Is he in Frank? Yeah, he is. So this director did Frank also. Really? And so, uh, the Room. Directed by Lenny Abrahamson. Uh, I, I I actually I liked this movie. I thought it was pretty good. Um, it definitely draws heavily on the atmosphere uh, that they create and. It, it looks really good. So, like, just from a technical standpoint, this movie has more going for it for me than The Nun by leaps and bounds because it looks good. I really like the color palette, the color correction. Uh, I do I do think the practical effects looked pretty bad. And that's, so, that's a bummer for me because I really like practical effects. Like, I really like it when something kind of grosses me out and it looks physical and real. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was. I, I have here practical effects were unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the bummer. Uh, but I really like the sound design. Just to set this movie up very briefly, um, it tells the story of this doctor who yeah. is uh, he, he's, he's living in this space he comes it's, back to this town where he grew it's up. It's somewhere in London. They don't really explain where. Yeah, so and he, it's maybe in the 40s or 30s. So it's he, kind of vague. Right. He little. comes back to this town that he grew up in. And there, and there was this very uh, wealthy family during his childhood who basically owns this estate that he is enamored with. Uh, but that has some kind of... Like pull on him. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, exactly. And it seems to have a pull on, on, on other people as right, well. Right. Uh, and so, you know, this is a mystery film. This is a kind of a ghost. Gothic horror. Classic ghost story kind of a deal. Very much a slow burn. Um, 
And so the thing that I thought was most interesting about this movie was that um, his ro- there's there's some romance in this film. There's uh, Dom Hall Gleason and this actress Ruth Wilson. They have this yeah. this romance in the film or whatever. And but it's almost like his romance is really just a product of his desire to be a part of this class that he in his childhood would have never been able to attain yeah he's in love with the idea and of he this wants house. to be included he wants to be in this house characters <laughs> in this house yeah they're kind of odd this young lady and her family are the um you know they're the family that have always owned this estate and now the estate has has fallen on some hard times it's this it's really just a dilapidated old building it's like a, a shadow of its former self but he's still drawn to it and and so his romance is really yeah it really only exists to further his uh social status yeah um but it, i mean that's not spelled out in the movie i just thought it was interesting and that's what occurred to me when i was watching it and and that that his romance is really just a tool for upward mobility you know he's trying to occupy this space and he's here he and and he's always wanted to be in this house and now he's finally here but there's all of these uh you know ghostly happenings at the same time yeah. so that's kind of the push and the pull um i thought this movie was pretty good i i'd say i'm gonna i'm gonna say and this is my other my shock here is that this movie has really divided the the critical community as evenly i as don't it think has. it's even I don't think it's evenly divided. I think it's it's kind of one-sided. No, but this movie got like 60% or 58%, and that's what I'm saying. That's fairly even as far as just the split uh, goes. Of, but that's not even a, a fresh review on Rotten Tomatoes. That's a, no, that's I, a rotten I, I, I green know, apple. Right, but I'm saying if you split it down the middle, that's what I'm saying. I'm surprised that it split it as evenly as it did. I think this movie was much better than it was bad. Well, <laughs> so well. Let me <laughs> let me just quickly give my review. I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say three stars. Oh my, <laughs> dude, this movie is not bad. All right, all right, it's I'm not sorry. bad by any means. I was, uh... but go on. Yeah, I'm, I can't wait to see what you give this. <laughs> I thought this movie was boring ass. <laughs> uh, so I went and saw this movie last night, and. And Just in time. So you were kind of doing <laughs> homework, though. Do you think that I, had any factor in how you were about well, to Well, I think one thing that factored into it is that I went to see this with my fiance, and there wasn't a single other person in the theater. Okay. And I know it's a Monday night, but there were still people there, and they were going to see The Nun. Right. They weren't going to see is this. That, and do you, do you kind of see that as a, a good or a bad thing? I tend normally, to like being I alone. Would, normally, I would put that as a bad thing. Normally, I would say, like, you know, if people are flocking to Transformers, they're dumb, and Transformers right. isn't that good. Right, right. But in this case, I was I got almost little to no enjoyment out of this movie because wow. it's so slow, and it, it's a gothic horror. But that horror is muted so low. I was waiting for like, you know, some crazy stuff to start happening. I, I in my mind, it was going to be more like the others. Or more like this movie. Uh, See, that's the, what I liked about line. it. To me, was that it it really still stayed true to this uh, this idea that this was going to be purely like a gothic ghost story, and that it wasn't going to buy into the typical tropes of like a modern. Well, I'm not movie. saying like the house is going to explode and eat people, but right, like maybe right. like something more could happen. Right. So, it wasn't like, rewarding for there's you. There's a few things that do happen. Uh, like m- this little girl gets injured and. It just happens, and you're like, what the fuck? What's <laughs> even going on? This girl's bleeding. What happened? 
Like I, I thought I just oh. totally missed something, and then they're like, "Oh, a dog bitter." <laughs> off, off screen, you didn't see that. We'll explain. Well, it. But and you, had to, you had to say that that took place behind this curtain in the in the actual film, right? This mauling happens. I mean, I guess you can't really show that. Maybe in well, no, either. I think that they did that to to illustrate the point that was it the dog or was it the I dog. Guess being kind of controlled by some presence or was it a mixture of both or was it just a presence or whatever but yeah go on so so i don't want to cut you off <laughs> so this is based on a novel that came out in 2009 from the, the same the sean sa- knows more about it than name. i do again. Well, i looked into it a little bit so this is a sarah waters novel i didn't read it um, yeah i'm neither did i okay i <laughs> What are you giving this? I, I can't wait. To I hear. Uh, honestly, and complete utter honesty, I had less of a good time watching this than the nun. And I go to the movies but to have a good that, time. But does that mean, like Blaze, for instance? Did you were you having a was it a party or was it just a good movie? So well, I enjoyed Blaze because and I, I was into it the yeah, whole time. Yeah, and I, I like. I'm just saying, character. not every movie is going to be like you know. Popcorn fair, or right? Whatever. But, but but yeah, I mean, you already know that. So what do you? Yeah. I, I go see quite a bit of movies. So what are you gonna give this? I'm gonna give this movie one. Wow. Star. I'm gonna give this less than the none. So there you have it. Um, we have it, it split us as evenly as uh, it did Rotten Tomatoes. Apparently, I think it's worth seeing, and and particularly if this is the kind of thing that you enjoy, and maybe that's for me. I liked. The tension, I like, I really like movies that kind of don't necessarily have a ton of things happen in the film, but but still occupy a space throughout the film. And I think that they're, the slow burn thing for me uh, is all right. And so I wasn't really anticipating there ever, ever being some aha moment. I actually liked the fact that there wasn't one. Man, you're making me second guess myself, but I'm well, going to hold I'm to I'm going to fight you on the same it. statement that you just made because Hereditary, I just saw for the third time this mm-hmm. weekend, and that's a slow burn movie. But, but there's it's so much so more that awesome. happens. There's so much more that happens. Yeah, in, there's in, more of a payoff, and I guess I was expecting like a big payoff, and just because they put that it was a thriller slash suspense slash gothic right. horror, really, I thought the horror elements were going to be It's really elevated. more of a ghost story, and it's very classical yeah. in that way. And I... For me, I think that there's just not much of that that exists now, and so right. uh, yeah, but yeah. But <laughs> also, this movie has made less than a million dollars. Well, and <laughs> if I looked to see what tickets were available, and it stopped showing like this this week. Yeah, I mean, and it came out August thirty first. So run that's there. less than a two week run for a, a movie with a ghost in it. Yeah, and and, so and some shocking. strong actors. Yeah, and a strong director. Otherwise, uh, he Frank was his really movie good. was his movie uh, Room last year was was oh, nominated yeah. for best picture. Room was excellent. So I mean, and that was the thing for me. It had an obvious uh, merit technically, artistically. I felt, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so that's it for this week's movies. Uh, get out there, go to the theater. <laughs> we'll see you around. <laughs> this is movie night, and I'm John, and I'm Sean. <laughs> All right. <laughs>